Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. What up? I'm Machine Gun Kelly, and I am doing a Wired Autocomplete interview. What's Machine Gun Kelly's real name? Colson Baker. What was Machine Gun Kelly's first song? Probably terrible, and we won't speak on it. What did Machine Gun Kelly say? What? Sounds like a, chil- a children's song. What did Machine Gun Kelly say? Nothing. No snitching. What's Machine Gun Kelly's Instagram? Well, fun fact, my Instagram name was Cockpunch until a million followers. <laughs> and then at some point I was like, maybe certain people might not want to associate themselves with that. So I just went back to Machine Gun Kelly. Does Machine Gun Kelly have an opening act? Uh, yeah, bad jokes. You want to hear one? Knock, knock. Cargo. Cargo, beep, beep. Listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Elsie Fox and Vaco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by a man whose drip is always whack, Elsie. How are you this morning, Elsie? Uh, great. Thanks for that intro. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, things like that. You know, I don't get to see you this morning, so you're going to actually have to explain your drip. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't get that reference i guess you're going to explain that later i mean yeah, it sounds uh, like some well, maybe kind your of kids can take. explain it to you uh, ask mm, them if daddy's okay. drip is whack yeah I, I is that caught on I, it just sounds like some awful like you know it sounds a lot worse of. than it is uh okay yeah, all right yeah. i think coffee drip i think yeah. the obvious uh fill in the blank drip i don't yeah. know this is going start me start me up again i suck <laughs> Just, just t- take it one more time. <laughs> you want to just roll with it? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's go with it. Is it, is, is it funny? You know, okay. Yeah, maybe that'd be a good way to, to segue in. Why uh, you're, you you maybe not have found your chi this morning? Uh, uh, give us an update on what's going on on your end. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, just surrounded by boxes. We're we're moving uh, today and tomorrow uh, to the new Cannon household. Is a uh, as teased earlier on an episode. So, mm. so yeah, so, so we had this scheduled and all of a sudden, um, I texted you yesterday saying, uh, you know, basically I, I think I forgot the fact that the entire studio is going to be bo- is in the box right now. <laughs> so that's why it sounds so awesome <laughs> on these headphones, on these headphones right now. You know, I'm Bluetooth. a little disappointed that that wasn't like, like everybody else is packing. You're just moving only your studio and setting that up while everybody else is doing everything else. I got to tell yeah. you, buddy, sometimes you, you got to put work ahead of family sometimes i i I know we talked about that last time (laughs) yeah it's a callback yeah oh man but uh everything's going all right the the the, did you did you hire movies are you guys you guys gonna do it yourself like get a van and (laughs) it was a combination we're we're having we're having professional movers come over tomorrow to move the big shit because uh you know as you approach (laughs) every time you move when you when you get to, to like closer to 50 um, or like you after 50, um, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that you're like, you know, I really shouldn't move this couch. Is it really mm-hmm. worth my time? Is it worth really worth the uh, possible pain? So yeah, of course, yeah, we have professional movers doing that, but, but I gotta tell you that the most, uh, the thing that's, that's the most intense though, is that the disassembling of your entertainment center and your electronics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, for me, you know, as you know, I, I elevate to vinyl, so I have to be very careful with my, 
you know, calibration of my Moonrock mm-hmm. uh, Google Phonics stereo and and getting it all set up in a new place. So that was causing me a lot of anxiety. But, uh, but I think I've, I've taken the part. But that is the most exhausting thing, I think, anytime you move the electronics. Yes? No? Well, yeah, it is for me. But I always imagined you as someone who is constantly setting up and tearing down everything he owns. Uh, <laughs> well, that, why, why? Why would you think that? I don't that? know. It's like you, your, your phone has like three pictures on it. I better delete these. Save the space. So, you're not, you know, because to me, yeah, like I, I waited, uh, boy, about two years before I mounted my TV where it's mounted. And I did it a couple weekends ago because I was like, right. what if I want to rearrange again? What if I don't mm. like this? So oh. I, I had to get comfortable and know before I, you know, I bolt that thing to the wall. But the point being is that like, yeah, I don't plan on moving it. Until, I plan on probably replacing the TV on the bracket before I move anything. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned that though. It's like, it's funny. Like when you're in your twenties, it's like, fuck, I ain't paying $40 to have that fridge delivered. Right. Know, I'll, I'll just fucking borrow my buddy's van. <laughs> you know, it's like all this shit. And now, yeah, we, we bought a fridge about a year ago. Uh, and, and they're like, yeah, it's uh, $80 stuff. 80 bucks. Fuck. That's sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you just got to All you have to do is you you just factor possible doctor visits and uh, <laughs> you know like all these other things. You add it up. Like, how many copays was this cost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good you know? point. Yeah. Oh man. It's, you got to think of all that stuff. But uh, but and one one last thing about that too is that in this world that we are constantly you know going wireless, you know Bluetooth, this and everything. Has there ever, be, ever been more fucking wires for your home cent- entertainment? I mean, it used to be RCA cables, a couple things. I mean, it is a it's at least in the, the plugs and it's there's more wires now than uh, so I, I actually intelligently labeled everything too. Uh, so I hmm. would know everything connects at the end, which <laughs> I have not done before. But enough on that. But, yeah, uh, but that's, yeah. that's 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 the chaos. With the bolting of the TV recently, I had to buy a new HDMI cable. I needed one that was at least twenty five feet long to reach the stereo. Sure. Uh, and because as as I think I covered in one of our previous episodes years ago, for now, for, for some fucking reason, when you buy a receiver now, it needs to connect to the TV. Anyway, uh, I digress. But yeah, I ordered this thing from Amazon, and I just picked one that was like I don't know, fourteen or fifteen dollars. I didn't look into it. This thing is like twice the thickness of any. It's 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 <laughs> this thing can pull a tank. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! So that it didn't really snake through everything gracefully. You know what I mean? It took a little work, and I was just ah, fuck. But you're right. Wires, and well, then I'm trying to yeah. hide them too. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I just the, the future in 50 years, I just I just imagine the world with no wires. That's all. That's my my, my only thing. Mm. Right before I die, I want no wires. I want the thing that's hooking me up and keeping me alive to not have any wires. Wow. No wires connected to the Got Internet it? and then it gets hacked. Yes, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw something like that. Someone's worried about their uh, pacemaker getting hacked. I, I really think we need to step back and, and, and start looking at some of this shit and going, does this need to be connected to the Internet? Is it even good? I don't want my fridge. I've already gone on record of that. I don't want my fridge telling me I'm out of milk. I I feel like it's better for my brain if I actively think about things. I got to tell you, that's probably the most evil hacker ever. Somebody that hacks into a pacemaker is just fucking like just jacking it up and down. <laughs> this guy's losing his mind. Yeah. It's I mean, that, that uh, is, what's the name oof. of that woman who runs Theranos? I, she seems like someone that would do that. That's true. Yeah. That was a great Elizabeth something. Uh, what, uh, what a gem she is. Yeah. I haven't seen the, there's a documentary on her. I should check that yeah, out. Yeah. So you have, if you have it, it's on HBO since you got it, if you still have it. Yeah. Uh, can I hate watch it? You can absolutely hate watch it. She's basically Steve Jobs with a wig. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, she she totally patterned her, her look after him. It's just like, uh, you know, yep. they they say dress like the person you want to be. And sure, <laughs> she fucking did. Uh, worked out for a little oh, bit yes. for her, but uh, yeah, I'm actually listening to uh, the reason she's in the tip of my mind is that I li- the, the, she's the latest uh, story on um, uh, American Scandal. So. Oh. Oh, shit. I got to check that out. I got to tell you, people, next level podcasting. Mm -hmm. Much respect. American Scandal. Hey, speaking of that, uh, we had a guest from uh, a next level podcaster. uh, Come on and give us a little uh, bonus coverage of our Woodstock thing. Uh, Tom Gelati over there at uh, Shout Out Loudcast, of course. Yeah. 
kind enough to join in and share. <laughs> I, I still, for me, like the the highlight. It even got me when I did the the playback to to edit it was just basically spraying the parking lot of a McDonald's with fucking their shit and piss from a few days at uh, you know from North, the RV New York. From, yeah. from his RV. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can you can you? What, I mean, sorry for spoiler people, but can you? Uh, does anything you know summarize Woodstock '99 than than that ending of escaping and then doing that in the McDonald's parking lot? I mean, that's beautiful. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Now, now I'm working on tracking down the guy who cleaned it up. So I see sure. get his perspective on the day. Here, here's one follow up question that I missed. What was their plan to begin with? Because they're like, oh man, we have to return this thing. We you were gonna sleep in the thing, you know, overnight and then return. What was your plan? I, I I I missed that. Key well, the plan detail. the plan I think I, I, I think the key detail was they took off really quick without using the proper uh, facilities at the at Woodstock. There's no way like they the, had no. They, 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 well, they have to. Those no, RVs no, no. Have, he said flat out they had no water or a power hookup. There's no way they had a place to dump RV waste. Oh Jesus! I don't know what it is. Then I guess they're that that's disgusting. I mean, are you supposed <laughs> to just stop at a random RV park on the way back? Maybe they're I mean, only open know. during the day. I don't know, like the places you would go. I and they needed to to deal with it right then. I don't know. Maybe it was overflowing. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get me don't get me started with RVs. Yeah. Uh, check in an old episode for that one. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, but but going back to this, I want to give mad respect to to uh, Tom though because that was a great. Uh, you know, we, we make a joke about it, much like the uh, the Kiss Expos and things like that that we cover by not being there. We mm-hmm. Give our opinions on them. We, we did the same thing with Woodstock '99 in the documentary, so we actually had something. Well, that, we were really kind of was, talking more about the documentary. So oh, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like it's it's, uh, it's like uh, same thing. Well, was, they and okay. they they're the ones who stole that bit from us, by the way, if you recall. That's right, how our right, relationship right. started. Was us calling oh, them out? Um, that's true. That's as they true. covered the Kiss Cruise, I believe, without going. Yeah, but it was great. I, that was it. Was it really gave a lot of uh, you know some nice color commentary from somebody that was actually there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was highly enjoyable. Uh, so thank you, Tom. Yeah, thanks a lot. And if you are a Kiss fan, that's the one podcast I would check out. Uh, well, I guess you know I love the Kiss Room too, but that's kind of a different show. It's more of a live radio thing, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Tom and Zeus over there. Shout out Loudcast. Check them out. So, yeah, you you what you got? You got uh, you still got a beef with uh, the pot, the the Podfather? You're not recommending his <clears> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have. Do they still do podcast episodes? Here and there, sporadically. Okay, I I. I Yes, apparently I still have a beef with the Podfather. I, I, <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about it, but uh, uh, we, we have yet to squash it. <laughs> uh, I hope to do that on an episode of ours, squash the beef. But Oh, great. Excellent. That's, that is a I, euphemism. I look forward to, uh, I think that actually is a new sidecast for you, just called Squash the Beef. Squash the Beef. Oh, man. Yeah, just all my little petty grievances. I can get uh, fucking right. Queen Latifah on, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and we just squash I mean, beefs. I mean, I mean, that's funny thing is you're like you're like looking like what's my next sidecast? I think that's all it is is your your shit stirring activities. You just resolve them. It's like a intervention episodes. Beef squashing with Baco. Yeah, there you go. Beef. Yeah, you know what? And then then I can I can get over my own bullshit, and mm-hmm. then I can start helping other people with their bullshit. Yeah, but then that's kind of like uh, you know like one of those shows when the the uh, the guy and the girl finally gets together and then the show falls apart. You know what I mean? That tension mm-hmm. is finally gone. So I don't oh, think you, you think actually I, need to I, do that. Well, but what if I run out of petty grievances? <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think we have any fear in that happening.
Yeah, so let's go to the Cobra mailbag, the virtual mailbag. We've got a question of the week. Got some comments on our page. Would you like me to announce such thing? Yeah, you want me to start with the the Twitter responses? Yeah, what is the question of the week, by the way? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I've got a question for you. Oh, yeah, we should probably get that out of the way. The question of the week mm-hmm. this week was based kind of, we talked a lot about Woodstock 99 and how what a shit show that turned into. So the question of the week was, what was your worst festival experience? Uh, your, your worst experience at a festival. So here are the responses from Twitter. And first of all, I would like to mention one thing. I, 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 I pretty much run the Twitter page. And I, I really am not very good at Twitter, so uh, please help me out. Uh, share and retweet stuff. I'm, I just kind of suck at Twitter. Uh, it, anybody wants to take over the Twitter page, let me know. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> All right, here's so you, the... you would not you would not you would not list Twitter as a technical proficiency on a resume. Is that accurate? Yeah. Cor- well, if I if I was turning in an honest one, yeah. But no. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, the, our, we were just talking about him, Tom Gelati. Uh, his uh, name on uh, Twitter is Tom Gelato, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he just said uh, he chimed in with Smashing Pumpkins absolutely suck. Played everything way too fast. To this day, still the worst concert I ever attended. Now, we got a lot of responses like that, which is fine. But I was looking more for some kind of an, like like environment. Yeah, something to do that ruined your day that you couldn't control. You know, I don't know. But, you know, still, we'll get a handful of those. Uh, Victor from Mars Attacks Radio chimed in. He said, Manson, he finished his set at a festival, just him and a blue Telecaster strumming sweet dreams. The beautiful people and who knows what else, Not 20 minutes of nonsense. So that kind of fits it where it's like he kind of described, like, what the hell? He just came out and just by himself? You know, he's a headliner? First, at first, I, I want to say, great to hear from you, Victor. Hope things are going well. Not a doctor, uh, Victor. Not a doctor, and also I am I'm also. Are you sure that's Victor? Because that actual uh, uh, post was less than three pages. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't like multiple tweets because Victor can. Uh, he's known to be a little <laughs> long winded, but no, he kept it tight. No, but thank you for participating, Victor. All is all is great to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, another former guest uh, just recently was uh, Christy and Eagle. She said, "Om goodness, I have so many to choose from, but I have a hilarious one to share." And then she ghosted us. So I don't know what's going on there. You're kidding me. What, uh, what, uh, I even responded uh, I, that, like later, like, don't hold out on us, and and then nothing. So maybe it's a fucking, female thing because we had Courtney do the same thing last week. But uh, Yeah. My God. This is – I think we're getting – they're trying to grease us for some cash or something like that. Yeah, each something time. like that. And these, these, uh, these ladies. All right. All right, well, let's go to Facebook, man. What, what are, that's some of the best from Twitter. So what do we got uh, from Facebook here? I put up okay, two well, posts, So uh, Sure, sure. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Chris Sinzak jumping in. Says, not sure if it's the worst, but Motley Crue sounding like absolute ass in 99 after the Scorpions owned them during a rainstorm. It was bananas. Bananas. <laughs> All right. I have to- I've definitely seen crew sound terrible before. So, um, corn and Alan Tate jumps in and says corn at Rocklahoma. It's the only show I ever walked out on. Bananas. Now realize he's never walked out on pretty boy Floyd. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he even sat through the painter opening for kids. <laughs> so that's, that's quite a testament. Um, Bill Elam jumps in, says Led Zeppelin 2, tribute band. The band wasn't that good, and the stink of cheap weed was too much. Now, I have actually seen Led Zeppelin 2, and I agree, they do suck. <laughs> that seems like a hard band to, like, I, I, that's a difficult band to really do a proper tribute to, but anyway. <coughs> it, it is, but, but it's, it was like one of those, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, they, they do play in Denver area. Denver okay. Area. Um, Brian Cramp, well, I haven't heard from him in a while. Um Yes, of the rock and or roll podcast. Have they allegedly episodes? <laughs> I don't think he's re-upped it, restarted it yet. I should check that before I say that. But I, well, it's on my feed, and I don't see anything new. So, if you're listening, and hopefully this pushes you over the, uh, you know, gets you gets you there. I really want to hear a new episode. Yeah, here, man. Now, that'll do it. He'll finally up- upload them. Um, he says, I saw new, the new Radicals open for Cheap Trick in Detroit, and they played that You Got the Music in You song twice. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't play <laughs> that just re- several times. Like, that'd be the only song they played over and over again. What other song are they going to play that people want to hear? 
Yeah, it's pretty amazing, though. Uh, have you ever seen a band play a song twice on mistake? I don't I mean, think not so. Aaron, not, I don't Aaron, so. Not Aaron, let's say like an Aaron Lewis slip, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if this was intentional or not, like I said. I mean, they, that's kind of a weird... The, the story of that band is even kind of weird. It's just like this one kid who... I don't know. You know, it's kind of like uh, Days of the New, if I remember right, where it's like I basically break up the entire band once you you hit, and then you, you just go out and you just hire whoever you want. But I don't know. I gotcha. Did you want to read some of these? I don't want to take over. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if 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 your lips are getting tired, uh, well, they are. <laughs> uh, Ethan Lowe came in with breaking some nose cartilage at the rail at an Anthrax show because security wasn't paying attention to an incoming crowd surfer. Wasn't too painful, but popping it back in place at a rest stop on the turnpike wasn't the funniest thing I've ever done. Now, was there a McDonald's at this rest stop, Ethan? I'm just. Uh, oh my God! Well, die. first off, Ethan, thank you. That's kind of what we're looking for here. But everything's we appreciate everything, everything here. But uh, that's that's rough. That's a bad show. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, our boy Joey Haney came in with. Uh, he said, "Any money in full-on Vince Neil mode in 2004." Drunk, mailed it in, holding the mic out to the crowd during every chorus. That's the worst notable one, but I've seen some shit opening acts in my time, and then he names a bunch of them. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I, I wouldn't want to see almost any of these. Everlast, Eagle Eye, Cherry, Cold, Counting Crows, Matchbox Twenty, and then he even put in etc. So it's like it's just implied that all that music sucks. Or something. Yeah, but but then 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 they say that the Everlast played jump around to spike the ball in the supreme sorriness. Oh, I would jump around. Come on. Yeah, I didn't mind. Get up uh, and get down, Sega. They, they drop they, any 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 rap song that, that named name drops Sega in it. I'm good. <laughs> House of Pain had a lot of lyrics that were that I enjoyed at the time. Anyway, it uh, yeah. it spoke to 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 the people like me. Uh, it really the inner the inner soul. Well, we we can't skip Andy Shaw's comment because as Andy always does, he goes deep, references the show, pulls out some <laughs> snark and sarcasm. Uh, the Cobras and Fire Fire, the Cobras and Fire Festival 2017. They only sold Coors Light Tall Boys, and there wasn't any arugula. <laughs> no arugula. No, we could. It wasn't in the budget. Uh, no Love bands it. either. <laughs> mm-hmm. All we did was sit up in a parking lot with two cases of Coors Light selling them. That's correct. All right. As always. We've got Eric Miller saying... Mm. Uh, As I like to call him, the buzzkill Eric Miller. Yeah. Uh, Ted Nugent, opening for Kiss. Fucking Ponderous. Okay. <laughs> there's some back and forth there. It came a little later much. there, but... Uh... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Solve it by going and getting some more merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy, buy, uh, buy some more Kiss shit, or maybe that was the <laughs> point. It's like, yeah, we're gonna put this meathead on the stage every night, and people kind of like the painter. So, and this the, Craig Smith says, sitting through Aerosmith one and a half times, and I'm trying to figure out how you. Did. So that isn't that also something you could just leave? Right? Uh, yeah, that's maybe that's yeah, the halftime. At, 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 what if? Yeah. What if? Well, I mean, what if we it, was Kiss, some... it was Kiss then Aerosmith. It was Kiss then Aerosmith. So you just leave, right? Yeah. What if it was like he sat through seven eighths of one show, and then what would that be? Uh, five eighths of the next one. That's one and That's a half. Correct. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Fractions. Uh, all right. Uh, and and we, we got Randy Brown. He's. I'm just going to mention the Synaptic Empire's host, uh, Randy Brown. Yes. 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 Um, one concert and one festival. So we've got Revolting Cox, 1990. <laughs> How is this going to go bad? <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the PA went, <laughs> went out several times. The crew threw an entire rubber trash can of water ice on the crowd midway through. Al Jorgensen took an inhalant on stage and flat passed out on his back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think Randy and I want different things from a concert. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said it was also one of maybe five shows with Trent Reznor. The Trent Reznor played with them, and they had shaved his head. Now, I'm not sure if that means that Al Jorgensen shaved Trent Reznor's head, or he shaved, but anyway. Anyway, that sounds like an amazing concert. Hey, Kevin Williams, well, we can probably close out with his comment. Uh, he also went to Woodstock 99. So his uh, Kevin Williams, of course, of the In Obscuria podcast, uh, says absolutely Woodstock '99. I was almost decapitated by a jar of Skippy peanut butter as I was trying to leave the festival. All while in the distance, I could hear trailers exploding and Dave Mustaine saying, "Burn this place to the ground." Nice. 
this. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we appreciate the comments and the feedback. Uh, maybe we'll keep doing this. We still don't know. If I was a Jew, then I'd like to menorah. I got mums for ya, excuse me, senora. Are you a horror? Are you a lady? Is it Eric Boyer or Marsha Brady? Let me know, hun, the deed'll get done. Just on some opposition, I'll take my rod and then I'll go fishing. I'll get your river flowing, I'm always in the knowing. It comes to giving pleasure, I'm every woman's treasure. I came to work your body, so let me do my job. I've never been laid off, my rhyme is still paid off. Now I'm making records, now I'm making tapes Steady busting suckers in bunches like grapes Making all the papes, scooping up the loot Putting suckers on the run, pull my gun in and I shoot I've never been a front, I've never been a fraud I got a natural skill for that, I thank the Lord Cause I feel blessed, I'm casually dressed I always got my gun, but I never wear a vest I'm quick on the draw, like the horse named McCaw From the cartoon, boom, shalak, lock, boom, shalak, lock, boom Well, one of the tours that hasn't been canceled yet that's still going around that actually just fired up was the Ace Frehley and Alice Cooper tour. Is that coming to Denver, Elsie? Shockingly, it is not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not uh, terribly coming anywhere terribly close to me either. But, uh, you know, I, there might be new dates in 2022 or something like that. It's actually shocking, too. Usually, Minnesota, if, if it's somebody's on tour, it's either going to Minnesota or Denver. I've yeah. never seen both being omitted. Anyway. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not sure that I would go. Uh, um, it really would depend on the cost. I would like to see Cooper because he, he, you know, always puts on a good show. And uh, what I've learned th- through uh, through this show and then by attending a couple of Alice Cooper shows is that he actually is great with his set list. He's always moving it around and stuff like that. So if I just like that that aspect of, of what he does. Yeah, when he does a tour, it's it's the set list is locked in to the second, but it is different every tour. Yeah, he keeps it he keeps it tight. Uh, I yeah. like to, yeah. I like to keep my lettuce tight. He likes to keep his set list tight. Mm-hmm. That's right. His shows are eighty nine minutes and eleven. Yeah, seconds. they are. I, I don't think that they've ever exceeded that. <laughs> so he's really opening up the show. Of course, the first thing you're going to see after day one is people talking about the show, and of course, the set list is going to come out. Have you had a chance to see the uh, the, the the gems that Ace is playing at least initially here? Now this could change or not, but uh... um, I, I I have not. But but also we should mention that you know Ace is backed by who? Oh yeah, by the Rock and Roll Residency. Uh, they, they call themselves the Talisman now. I guess now. Yeah, we had them mm-hmm. uh, on our show uh, when we were in Rock and Pod. A very talented, fun band, and you're probably not going to see. I mean, if he, this is definitely better than than what Ace was touring around with the last decade. So uh, uh, you can't think of a better backing band for him and bigger fans of of uh, of of Kiss and, and Ace. Right? No, yeah, like they 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 think they could the probably catalog. off the top of their head play everything up to Dynasty. <laughs> so, sure. Before I get into this, I got a quick question for you. Give me two or three songs that you pretty much think you're going to have to get if you're going to go see an Ace Really show. Well, let me see Ace. Uh, I think he almost has to always open with Rip It Out. And then I also, there's got to be Ruck Soldiers and, uh, even though I don't like it, New York Groove. Okay. Well, you're going to get one of those three here. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, so let's get into this here. He opens up with Rocket Ride, which I guess, you know, I, honestly. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. It's definitely uh, an Ace audience pleaser. Not one of my favorites, but, you know, when I'm in the moment, I can I can vibe with it. A lot like Cold Gin for me. Uh, but, yeah. So he opens up with Rocket Ride and goes right into Parasite. Then he does Strutter. Um, I have Strutter. Yeah, I just maybe I'll save some of my comments for the end of the set list. But we've talked about that a little bit. But uh, so then he up next he has a medley. So the fourth track is is a medley of She, Manic Depression, Never in My Life, which I'm not. The title doesn't hit me. What's that? I'm not sure off the top of my head. uh, And then Good Times, Bad Times. So those have to be all on the Origins cover records he's done. Um, okay. Anyway, it's kind of cool. It's a medley, though. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, medleys are fun, but I, you know, I, and I guess I, I dig "She" as a song, but not necessarily something I need to see from Ace. 
much like the next track, which he the the fifth song in the set list is then Detroit Rock City. Again, I don't. Huh. How many of these are he singing? He's obviously not doing Detroit Rock. He's giving the vocals to the band. I honestly don't know, but I know he did in the previous band, like Sandy Slavin was. Was he the drummer? He would. Uh, or I. I can't remember who the drummer was. It might have been Sandy Slavin, but uh, it, it that, that guy. Oh wait, it was Scott Coogan. Sorry, sorry, Scott. Uh, I, like I said, I knew I was misspeaking when the words came out of my mouth. But yeah, he would step up and sing some of these tunes. I knew. Wait, 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 wait. Be- before you go, yeah. Before you go on, <clears throat> um, so at this point, I'm thinking the only song he's singing is "Rip It Out." Okay, well, I'm about to spoil that for you. Uh, next is yeah. New York Groove. So that is the one of the three yeah. you mentioned that he actually plays. Got it. Um, then he plays Shock Me. So I would say Shock Me and Cold Gin are, are gimmies, but he squeezes yeah. those in there. And then so that it's Shock Me and then Cold Gin, and then he closes out the set with Deuce. And there is literally a note on the set list that says that they can play Love Gun instead of Detroit Rock City. So that's the song they're going to be flopping out, <laughs> Detroit Rock City for Love Gun. Uh, Jesus. This, you you want to just do your comments? Go ahead. Yeah, all right. I just, the, the Strutter, Detroit Rock City, Love Gun, just get those out of there. I guess the medley I can live with because he's kind of trying to promote the, those records a little bit, even though don't want to see it. I just don't. I don't, I don't like Manic Depression. I don't. That song never right. in my well, life. Why just, you, right. And good right. times, bad times. Again, I just <sighs> these aren't songs that Ace has made his own. You know what I mean? It's just they're just his recent lazy attempt at releasing material on E1 Records. But I just it, it, the, so I don't like that, and I don't need Paul Stanley Kiss songs. I don't need Gene Kiss songs. You know what I mean? I'm here to see Ace freely. I I, I get that you might play Parasite because that is is an Ace tune, but. I don't know. Again, I just I don't get it. And to to do that at the expense of tracks like Rock Soldiers or Rip It Out, that is. And he's got so many other ones that that Ace fans are going to know, like Speeding Back to My Baby. I mean, if you're there to see Ace Freely, you're going to fucking love to hear that. Right. I just and you know, that band can play it. I don't think I've ever seen a set list like that from him before. At least it's usually half a stuff, either solo album and or uh, official, you know. Um, you know, 80s work and stuff like that. I mean, that's a bizarre set list. The only thing I can think of is that, you know, uh, that he can't, his singing is worse than ever. You know what I mean? Because he's just like basically being a, a guitarist in a very talented band um, and giving vocal duties over, which to me sounds like it's... And that's right up Ace's least, alley, by the way. Do yeah. the least amount of work for the most amount of money. <laughs> right. And then and then doing some kind of appealing thing where it's almost like the to be on the tour, it's like, listen, these people, maybe they're coming for mostly Alice Cooper and some for some for Ace. And if you're doing if they're coming for Ace, then you know he's from Kiss, which is heavy loaded with almost all Kiss stuff. It's but but still that yeah, that that's fucked up. Yeah. That, that's a that's a really that's a really bizarre set list. There should be at least four. So uh, Ace tunes, right? I, I think there should be no Paul Stanley More. song, Kiss songs, right? Well, yeah, no, no, I, that, I, I, I get that. I part. almost go the other way. Like, I don't know, you you got plenty of material to pick from, so there's a lot of options to put stuff in. If you want a more recent song, I think that song Outer Space would be a good good addition to this. Sure, um, yeah, that should be on there. You have, um, um, you know, obviously he's got, always got to play Dolls. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's that one where it's Daddy, what's an angel? Like that that's oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta play that. Daddy, have you ever seen an angel? Sure, baby. Well, what was it like? The most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Well, when we were talking to the rock and roll or the the Hey titles. baby. <laughs> it is the most beautiful thing. The beautiful oh, thing God. in the world. Uh, when we were talking to the, the, the talisman on our on our show, we asked them how much input they had in the set list, and they said none. I think this confirms it. I just, I yeah. I can't, you know, because those guys are fans, man. They'd be like, they'd be digging deeper than this. But uh, I'm sure they're out there having a blast. And you know what? If you're at the show, I don't, you know, I say it all the time. I can pick apart a set list after the fact, but I kind of need to experience the show to really be too critical of it. Because a lot of times, you know, I'll just have a blast and someone will be like, I can't believe I didn't, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I didn't even notice, man. What the hell? So, um, yeah, with, with, with the A shows, what I do understand is like, uh, 
if he's doing like I get the fact that if you're gonna do a song um, like she, you know, she has one of those that does that breakout solo in the middle of it or whatever at the end that they tag on sure. in live and everything. They, that's gonna be it. Obviously, you know, I would be pissed if he he didn't play Deuce because that's one of his best solos. So I get all those, but Detroit Rock City. Don't need that in a show. Yeah, there's that's not really that, a, there's is, not really an ace. That song was almost written to make it not sound like Ace Freely's in the band. Right, that's I mean, what I mean. It's yeah, built, and then right. that, that's not a shot. It's it's a great killer. It's a correct one, the best Kiss songs, but it is very scripted and sculpted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Ace yeah. is kind of loose and kind of like got that old Stonesy, you know, just loose rock and roll vibe to his playing. So, so I say, uh, Talisman, submit your entries again. And see what he says. <laughs> you know, we covered a while no. back the the VIP package that Ace was offering, and um, I think if I recall right, you actually were like, you know what, if you want to pay for it, this seems like a a, a valid cost. Anyway, <laughs> Alice Cooper has officially canceled all of his VIPs on this tour, and oh. Ace Freely is still doing his. And to his credit, <laughs> though, they 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 they've altered it drastically. Like there is no actual in person. I don't have the details in front of me, but. They made it very clear. If you, it, it is like we will offer refunds, but if you want to keep it, this is what we will do. So, and and it, it as part of the release, it says you can get your money back. You know what I mean? It kind of like um, you know, instead of like showing up and having a sneeze guard between you and Kiss, they they, they put it out there. So, uh, it, I, I get it. You know what I mean? These are old men, and there's fucking shit going around right now that you don't want to get caught up in. So. I don't know. An update exactly. for the listeners, all that. I'm feeling like I'm let down. Guess the tone is said now. Always ask myself how I dug this hole. Questions left unanswered. You're spitting words of cancer. The bullshit's in the banter. It's getting old. All the regret that's left in me. Once bottled up and now it's free. Fixing what was broken. Wide open, I'm gonna show you what I mean. The longer it takes, the higher the stakes. Trying to be somebody, you will remember my name. The longer the road, the harder I go. I'm saying, the devastation, mistakes that I've been making. I had a revelation that this ain't done. Myself a reason to pick up all the pieces. Never been defeated. Now here I come. All the regret that's left in me was bottled up and now it's free. Fixing what was broken, kicking doors wide open. I'm gonna show you what I mean. The longer it takes, the higher the stakes. Trying to be Before we get into uh, to our next topic here, Luce, I do want to kind of give a shout out to one of our listeners that's uh, not having the best of times right now. Uh, uh, a pretty, I think James West kind of connected to us through Rock and Metal Combat. I know he's a big fan of that show, but whatever. He listens to Decibel Geek and talk to me and all these other shows uh, as, as well. I just see him comment and supporting a lot of our friends is all I'm getting at. Uh, James, James had, I believe a heart attack or he's dealing with some sort of heart issues. And I I know he was in the hospital for a decent chunk of time and he was not kind enough to give a shout out to a bunch of shows that he used to kind of pass time and, and, and take his mind off of what was going on, you know, as much as it, as much as it was possible and our show was among it. So, uh, James, uh, we, we wish you the best. Uh, it does sound like he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. I, 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 I don't feel it's appropriate to really get into too much, but it's if you're friends of his, he has kind of broken it down on his Facebook page. There is a GoFundMe out there for James that we'll put in the show notes this week. So if you if you can, you're going to help out a guy who could probably use it. So, and and it, of course, yeah. James, thanks for the love. Well, I just want to comment too on that too that that uh, you know, be it in this stage or anything like that, just the fact that that you that our show and these other shows are helping you pass the time and everything. That's an awesome feeling because I know I do that to it. I've done the same thing with a ton of other shows out like out there too. So, um, man, I mean, think about that—the fact that we were even. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a unique kind of 
Thanks. If it helped a little bit, that means a lot to me and, and you. So that's what that's what I mean. So that's the best way to say it. So, but um, get well. Yeah, but more importantly, um, you know, just uh, rest up, buddy. We exactly. need you. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get to something a little lighter. Uh, you wanted to talk about a Bruce Kulick article that uh, Joe Polo wrote uh, for Rolling Stone. <laughs> he uh, he was apparently in- inspired by uh, by our our uh, bit uh, about like basically anybody can apply to to pay to have an article in Rolling Stone. So what uh, what did Joe Polo offer up in his first piece? So you're making a joke, yes? <laughs> Is it funny? I don't know. <laughs> it depends. Did you laugh? Well, uh, well, I didn't. I didn't look who the author was, but they certainly did know a lot about uh, you know Bruce Kulick. They were good yeah. questions. There you go. But uh, there you go. Okay, so it was actually like a, a kind of a yeah. Maybe it was Sunny. Whatever. What's but, uh, um, what's what, what do they call that? What the, when you use a different name when you write, like a surname or something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what did he exactly. use? Uh, did do you happen to have it in front I, of you? I, I, didn't, I don't have it in front of me right now. But anyway, so I, I, a buddy of mine shared it with me. Um, I did. It wasn't aware of it. I'm not even sure. I didn't look at the date when it came out, but it seems somewhat recent. Yeah, I, um, I, I think Bruce Kulick just shared it last week at some okay. point, so I don't think okay. it's terribly old. Yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty in-depth article, and I recommend anybody uh, that's a fan of the 80s Kiss material to go check it out. Um, but one of the things that was in there that was – that I guess that you kind of maybe it didn't hit home with you um, as much as maybe it did when you were watching the, the documentary, the A&E documentary was that, that uh, he actually did audition for kiss in like 81 or 82 at the same time of, of um, hmm. Vinnie Vincent. Um, and it was hooked that it was, it was talking, he was talking about his you know, Bob and everything like that and how he kind of uh, hooked him up there and, and things like that. But that was, that's a pretty recent revelation. So he's been, you know, you didn't know that. I don't no, think not really. That, right? uh, it, it's lost in the ether if I ever heard that before. And, you know, I, I watched that uh, Kiss documentary, you know, kind of with one eye doing something else most of the time. You know, I just... <laughs> So sure. I'm, I'm not shit. surprised I missed, you know, you know, I, typically my senses go up when something kind of fresh is going on. So I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just Bruce's delivery, but I don't know. <laughs> So, yes, that's so, kind of what it so, was. But, but this is in this article. Is that uh, he he tried out? Yeah, and, yeah. God, that's got to suck but, to lose out to Vinny, and then to have another guy, and then be asked to join. I might say no at that point. <laughs> I guess so. But that's kind of what it was. That's why he was like picked. So that's why they went right for him. I think because they already were familiar at least with him um, to go that I, direction. They were sick but, of the bullshit. They were just like, we got to do something. This is this is fucking a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. And then, so it's uh, but but yeah, but think about that. Like like he could have could have just been one other guitarist. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of. You know, just thinking about how, how that would have gone. Kind of um, uh, blows the narrative. Paul Stanley likes to say it's like, yeah, we just took Vinny because he was the only guy we had around. Chapter forty two. Machine Gun Kelly is making some news in our kind of neck of the woods, the the hard rock and metal community, believe it or not. Um, mm. Now, before I get into kind of the, the, the mess with him and uh, Corey Taylor of Slipknot, I would like to say a couple things. I ha- I've been very open with my praise of, of his performance as Tommy Lee in, in uh, the sure. Motley Crue movie, The Dirt. I 100% stand behind it. If we're going to give Oscars and Golden Globes to actors who portray somebody that we know, you know, through music or whatever, then hands down, he should have been fucking at least nominated. 
And that kind of opened my eyes, like, maybe there's something to this dude. Maybe there's some depth to him. And uh, the little effort I've made in to find anything out about him, it is quite the opposite. Uh, I heard him on Howard Stern. It was a replay, so but it was somewhat recent. I just don't know if I heard it live. It could have been yeah, a, year, yeah. a year old is all I'm getting at. Um, and I've never heard somebody try so hard to be interesting, but just not. He is just a really... <laughs> I mean, just these bullshit drug stories that, that, that it's like he's trying to impress people with, with you know, oh, I did this amount of drugs. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. And, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, I understand why they, they weren't. <laughs> I think they really wanted him for the role. But I, my gut feeling is that, like, they also knew what they were taking on as a person. And, and do we really want to have this guy around for the whole shoot? I mean, he is nailing it. But, fuck, you know, he's when he's not playing Tommy Lee, we got to deal with this guy. So, <laughs> but, but are you saying that that he's a good actor, or he's just as dense as Tommy Lee? He like he does I think not he, act. I, he's uh, uh, Tommy Lee's funner at least. He seems more genuine when, okay. he, when he like when Tommy Lee gets interviewed. You don't go walking away like, "Wow, I had no idea how smart that guy was." But at the same time, it's entertaining, <laughs> right. you know, and you believe it. You this is who he really is. I think Machine Gun Kelly is trying to be something like that, but just doesn't know how to do it. He's just better as an actor than he is at portraying himself i guess i all right, all right. i thought maybe you're saying that he was kind of like courtney love and people larry flint were like yeah she's a really good actress playing a drugged out uh you know annoying yeah. wife yeah. right yeah yeah exactly i actually i think that's a that's an apt comparison except for i think um anytime i've seen courtney interviewed i felt like there, there's no way she's playing a character. That's who she fucking is. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. No, that's what I mean. Is he's not, he's not acting. Oh I yeah, mean, I, 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 I think he is just a boring suburban kid. I don't know his background, but uh, okay. I, I just yeah. for whatever reason. Um, so the, the, Machine Gun Kelly and Slipknot were both playing Riot Fest, and I believe they were playing roughly around the same time, based on the 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 story or, or something like that. Or maybe he was playing earlier, and they they were coming up. He has a. An album out now called, uh, I don't know, something about Welcome to My Downfall or anything like that. There is a song on there that I like, uh, but I listened to the rest of the record, and it's one of, it's just just bullshit garbage. But uh, What is the song that you actually like? What's it called? Uh, My Bloody Valentine. The simulation just went bad, but you're the best I ever had. Like Cam Prince and West Sumnet, she touched me. Yet to hear a Machine Gun Kelly song, rap or otherwise, except for that <clears throat> that awful Motley Crue collaboration he did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, another one there. I think it was called. I think the song was called "The Dirt." So on stage during uh, between songs, Machine Gun Kelly is uh, he's talking to the crowd, you know, sharing his charisma. Sure. Working the crowd up. And, he, and at one point he says, mm-hmm. hey, you want to know what I'm really happy that I'm not doing? Being 50 years old, 50 years old, wearing a fucking weird mask on a fucking stage. Fucking shit. So anyway, what's everyone's favorite candy? Reese's Pieces? <laughs> what? what? La- I think we could take out everything he just said, and if he's asking the crowd what their favorite candy is, that's straight up. <laughs> you know that's my favorite. That's like asking, who here likes to go to the zoo? <laughs> yeah. well, it's a little, um, uh, I don't know. Steel Panther. Attention deficit is something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you think that's what it is? He's just like, he's just throwing out non sequiturs? Yeah, all right. Well, he wasn't done, though. He went on to say, turn the lights oh, up. Oh, good. 
Let me see who chose to be here instead of with all the old weird dudes with masks. So they were playing at the same time. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, oh, so he was comp- he had the same stage time as Slipknot. Yeah. So there must have been like two stages going on or something like that. But b- b- back up there for a second. Do that the second line of the game again, though. I want to hear him say it again. Okay. Turn the lights up. Let me see who chose to be here instead of with all the weird dudes with masks. <laughs> One other part. When could you use that in other situations? <laughs> you know, uh, I would think at um, if if you're like hosting like a New Year's Eve party and across the way is some weird S and M sex party, or like some kind of Tom <laughs> Cruise movie with eyes, Nicole Kidman, right. uh, eyes wide shut deal going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see who's not uh, in an orgy tonight. Uh, you know, I, I'm all for young, angry, angsty rock. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I, I kind of, even when I was younger, I cringed at comments that like basically make it sound like you're never going to grow old. Hey, I got a question. What the f- is y'all's problem with me, man? I just chill. I make music. People talk. I, I'm no one's hoeing me. So I talk back. Look, dude, you're going to be fucking 50 someday too. Are you, you're probably going to be playing that stupid pink guitar that you're playing right now. You, you, you know, if you, if you're lucky, you're going to have that opportunity. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's a very short sighted and kind of silly, but there is some background to this. And this, this wasn't just machine gun Kelly out of the blue, deciding to make fun of Slipknot. Do you want to hear more on that? I do, but but I do want to say that I am already offended by the fact that Machine Gun Kelly is using ageism in his uh, stage raps. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, man. We all grow old, or we die. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. right, very offensive. Uh, this 31 year old. Yeah, well, yeah. How old is he? He can't be fucking. He's got to be in his 30s. No, I he's no, I he's 31. He's 31. He, he ain't that young. He ain't that young. He's 31. He's 30. He's 30 something. There's there was a show in the 80s about it. Oh my God! Remember how old the people in Thirty Something looked? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, well, I remember. I remember watching Thirty Something. I'm like, holy fuck! I'm going to be that old that quick? <laughs> I mean, those people. It was like the reverse of nine hundred two and zero. Like they yeah. had old people playing young, right? Yeah, I think they were actually in their thirties though. Timothy Busfield. Timothy uh, Busfield has always looked old, yeah, no matter what age he is. <laughs> He was born, Gen- fuck, born old. He's, he's like the fucking, fucking uh, yeah. uh, Benjamin Button. There. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's because he's a fucking ginger too. That's yeah, why. Yeah, Those goddamn gingers. Look how old look how old Mustaine looks like. The gingers don't age well. <laughs> no, they don't. All right. Well, here here's the background. Uh, apparently, uh, um, uh, back earlier in the year, in February 2021, in a Interview with Cutter's Rot Rockcast, if I'm saying that. Cutter's Rockcast. That's not easy. Mm, yes. I would change that name. It doesn't just flow. Anyway, uh, so Corey Taylor had this to say, and he said, I look at some of these bands that sound like this or sound like like the other guy. It's just like, well, they obviously listen to two albums that have been out for a minute, but the ones that really frustrate me are the ones that take something that's been around forever then basically rework it and call it new, even though it's completely derivative. You know the band they're ripping off. They're not even trying to rip off a bunch of bands. They're ripping off one band. But the younger generation picks them up and says, this is our blah, 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 because tired old people telling them that the music came before them was better. And I don't know who's right or who's wrong, because we should be encouraging everything. So he's he's kind of contradicting himself there. I remember this when it came out. I assumed he was talking about Greta Van Fleet, but apparently you mentioned this before. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, we actually covered this, and we 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 surmised it was Greta Van Fleet uh, that that yeah. they're ripping off one band and do, and calling it their right. own. That that's the line I took. But apparently, this was directed at Machine Gun Kelly. Huh. Okay. But uh, Corey goes on to to kind of basically say, don't listen to me anyway. He said, I'm just as bad. I'm the worst old fogey dude shaking his cane ever. I hate everything. I hate all new rock for the most part. I hate artists who failed in one genre decided to go to rock. I think he knows who he is. Now, that does sound like Machine Gun Kelly. But that's another story. I'm the worst and I hate everything. And people are used to that with me, though. But I have encouraged the younger generation. (laughs) Anyway, there really isn't much left, but you get the, the gist of it, right? No, no, no. He ends, he ends with, and by the way, buy my album, Corey motherfucking Taylor, which is called CMF, CMFT with a belt on the cover. Uh, well, a friend of mine on Facebook was quick to share a picture of a bunch of uh, 
Machine Gun Kelly pictures where he's wearing a mask or some sort of ridiculous outfit. <laughs> so, and I did not know this. They got Machine Gun Kelly has suspenders tattooed on his body. So, oh, he does. That's very, uh, huh? Robin Williams esque. I, I, that's going. Wow, I, I don't even know what to say about that. It's interesting. All um, right. So okay. Now to add some, this is how we know about that. But uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly later went to to Twitter to kind of explain the, where he was coming. Hold from. on for a second, though. Back up there. I'm just trying to, to go with the fact. If you want to think of something, you know, a tattoo is supposed to make you look more badass, like a fucking eagle or a goddamn dragon. <laughs> Suspenders is like the is like the reverse tattoo. I don't think suspenders in any era have ever meant like I am going to be a badass motherfucker, mm, right? Point there, yeah. You, Robert Williams. I mean, Robert Williams. Like you just mentioned. I mean, the suspenders were supposed to be like he's a bit of a clown. That was his outfit. Right on. Yeah. No. Yeah. You have yeah. nothing else to say about fucking suspenders tattooed on your chest? I nothing think you, else. You, you're very succinct in your comments there. I, I, all right, I, all right, I'm, all right. I'm on board 100, percent man. I okay. I, I, I can't take it. I take. I can't take anything you take seriously. Take off your shirt. You have suspenders. <laughs> and your shirt is off. Imagine like, like, because you know he's with Megan Fox now. What does she think when they bang? Like, put your shirt back on, yeah. please. Please. Yeah. No. Is this just like maybe oh, she buys one of those shirts you know that like have like a body painted on it that's all sculpted and ripped? It's like wear this when we fuck because I, I just can't look at. I can't take you serious. I can't. I feel like I have a clown fucking me. <laughs> right, but, but but let's let's and, the, and plus the suspenders they don't work. Yeah, your pants are still off. Yeah, exactly. What like that's got to be just off putting. You know I mean, God, just, that's why I'm I don't sorry. bang him. What the f- is y'all's problem with me, man? I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> Get to the important stuff. I'm stuck on this. Right. I, I, I need to look this up. Machine Go Gun on. Kelly went to Twitter and he explained a little bit f- further. Uh, he said Corey did a verse for a song. On Tickets to My Downfall. That's the name of his record. He Corey did a verse for a song on my Tickets to Downfall album. It was fucking terrible, so I didn't use it. He got mad about it, talked shit to a magazine about the same album he was almost on. Y'all's stories are all better are all off. Just admit he's bitter. Machine Gun Kelly, listen, my name is Josh Bray. I'm a comedian. Brother, I don't even know what it is you do. I don't know if you still make music. I don't know if you act. I don't know what it is you do. You take pictures on yachts with your shirt. I don't know what it is you do. And I'm sure you have fans because this became a story. But I just want to tell you and your fans, hey, fans, don't encourage him to come back to Slipknot. Don't do it. I did one video, one heavy metal video, and heavy metal fans made me touch every single group in heavy metal history. You do not, do not, do not, psychosocial, do not take back what you said, machine. Just stop it, swallow the pride. If you want to continue this career and to make this money and provide for you, your family, your friends, do not disrespect Slipknot. Slipknot ain't even a heavy metal. If you can take the earth and weigh it, it still wouldn't be as heavy as Slipknot. Slipknot don't have fans. They have a brotherhood. They are not going to let you live. The Slipknot fans, the heavy metal fans, they're not like rap fans. They ain't going to go online and listen to rap beef. They ain't going to listen to lyrics. They ain't going to tweet about it. They're going to come to every show you perform, and they going to mosh pit shit out, and they're just going to stare at you. Why they mosh pit? And now you got 20,000 people with the same mask on that you said that old man had on. Old, you do not call them old. We, they ain't old, I ass just young. Dude, machine, machine. Slipknot fans, Slipknot have authority. They have power, they have persuasion. Those fans will go to a Disney on ice concert. And while Aladdin is saying, I can show you the world, they will must pit that shit. Remember when Nickelodeon used to be Nickelodeon and we sang it? Then remember they used to say, Nick, 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 because the heavy metal fans, they must pit the rest of the world off the damn machine. I don't know where you're getting your advice from. I'm not saying you're a punk. I ain't saying you soft. You from Cleveland. You from the land. I know you tough, but this is a different kind of tough. These people eat cereal with leather spoons and stuff. This is a di- These people will floss with their own damn hair. I got hiccups talking about slipping down. Alright, so do you think that's the end of this? Well... Of course not. How could it be? <laughs> right? Is, does, does Chris Jericho jump in here or Sebastian Bach? Uh, nothing like that. But Corey Taylor comes back. Okay. So he 
obviously someone either he follows Machine Gun Kelly or someone told him, and he says this is so he went to Twitter himself because that's how we handle shit nowadays. Um, of course, I don't like people airing private shit like a child. So this is all I'll say. I didn't do the track because I don't like when people try to write for me. I said no to them. So without further ado, receipts. That's all I'm going to say about this. And then he shares uh, an email between uh, himself and uh, Travis Barker from Blink-182, who produced the record. All right. So Travis emails uh, Corey and says, Yo, Corey, we love it. Uh, Peep these notes from Kells. It's super fucking close. So now now he's... Kells? Yeah, that must be what he calls uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Kells. Oof. All right, so Kells, Machine Gun Kelly comes is uh, he's he's copied uh, uh, some notes from an email that he got from him and sent them to. I don't know why they they have this in between, but Yo Trav got super inspired again after listening to, to Corey's vocals on "Can't Look Back," and added some guitars over his part so it kicks you in the face right when his voice comes in. One, can you tell him he fucking killed it, and I'm stoked and honored he's even on it. What the fuck? Two. I've been watching the news lately about the war and the state of everything, and it made me look at the song a different way, like soldiers need a song to stay alive to fight to. And he has some notes. He wants him to, to say this one thing. So anyway, uh, so then Corey Taylor responds to that email. Uh, Sorry I missed your call last night. By the way, I'm on dad hours. Ha ha. So I listened to the ideas, and to be honest, I don't think I'm the right guy for the track. Nothing personal. I just think if this is what Machine Gun Kelly is looking for, someone else is the guy to do it. It's all good, and I'm stoked for him. I hope you guys find the right fit for you. Hope you the best, and I wish you guys the best with it. I, if I can help in any way, let me know. And again, all the best. So a lot of bests in there. So, yeah, I, I think it's somewhat clear who's telling the truth. Huh. All right. Well, sounds like he just didn't want to change his lyrics because. Yeah, for you know. some reason, the screen cap I had cut off, but it was something like, can you even go, fuck? <laughs> I swear it was something like that. But uh, clearly, you know, look, I don't think necessarily like Corey Taylor is, you know, he's acting like a little bit like he didn't have any role in this. You know what? You did, you did talk some shit about him to a magazine and you said it in a way that he would know he was talking about you. So that, that really was the catalyst for all this. I don't know that we'd be here if, if Corey had never said anything in, in a magazine article. So I can't really take any responsibility for him. But clearly Machine Gun Kelly's a liar. What the f- is y'all's problem with me, man? All I have to say is that the saddest part about this is the fact that I know, uh, even from the beginning when he was, uh, uh, I guess he's a rapper, rock, whatever. Just the name Machine Gun Kelly is dumb. It's an old, <laughs> it's an old, it's an old term, yeah. you know, that they, they, they grabbed and it's like, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and think of all the money. The fact that we even know who he is means there's big money just, just pumped into this, this uh, character where, I mean, even oh, uh, just, the Megan Fox hookup, it just all seems like this, this like Hollywood fucking agents and managers fabricating everything. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and didn't he like uh, he was at the MTV VMAs recently and Conor McGregor pretended to throw a punch at him. Um, apparently, Conor McGregor thinks his arms are 28 feet long. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what I mean. Like all this kind of stuff. It's like. It's like it, uh, it drives me nuts. And look, and this is what rappers do, right? We were talking about beefs. Right. All right, maybe I need right. to get Machine Gun Kelly and and Corey Taylor on the first episode of Squashing Beefs with Baco. I think so. Um, you could, you could, it would be done. <laughs> I'm sorry, beef squashing <laughs> with Baco. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I don't know. That's enough for me, man. Okay. I'm gonna sign off and pack some more boxes. All right, okay. that sounds good, man. Uh, good luck with all that, and uh, and my best to you and your family. Hope uh, uh, hope the everything goes just as smooth as possible. Although, uh, well, actually, I kind of don't because we need to the show material. But that's true. I, I'll let you know when the uh, moving truck bro- breaks down. Okay, <laughs> right. Or or never never shows up. They just drive away. All that shit. <laughs> or they deliver the stuff to the wrong house. There's an option. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of scenarios. You can all write in. That's the question of the week. What do you think? Where do you think Lewis Cannon shit's like going to end up? I like it. All right, Rock's not dead, but its drip is whack.
Squashing the beef with Baco. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good ring to it.